welcome. Welcome, welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. Real people, real stories. You're tuned into the God Stories Radio podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com. Stories Radio. This is session 32. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. And today we have a walk-in special guest today. Yes, we do. Gotta love it. Someone that we've been uh, asking for a little bit to give his testimony in quite some time. And we had uh, somebody listed and ready for tonight, but uh, some uh, something came up that he uh, could not make it. And so we just decided to uh, all still show all show up and talk about who's going to be future guests and everything else, and, and he happened to walk in. Nothing surprises me anymore around here with God Stories Radio. Nothing at all. <laughs> hey, i got to ask you guys, have you seen the new movie yet? The uh, Son of God? Son of God. Oh. Yeah, pretty amazing. I went a... with the uh, singles group to see it, and it was, it was awesome. And uh, I really enjoyed the fact that um, I was wondering what was going to differentiate it from the passion, mm-hmm. but they it was told from John's perspective, which I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, the opening scene is, you know, spoiler alert, is with well, him in a cave. From what I understand, it was basically the the show that was shown, what, last year, where there was like four or five parts, and they just put it into one sitting. Right. Correct. Right. Right, but they were very careful not to not to step on the passion. Right. I thought they did a really good job and I didn't realize it was produced by Roma Downey. Yes, and she starred in it. Mm-hmm. I was excited because when I showed up today there was a line of people and my mother says, They're here to see Pom- Pompeii and I said, I don't think so, Mom. I think they're here to see the movie. Our movie. <laughs> and then when we went in, the, and the theater was like almost full, completely full, on what's today, Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon, two o'clock, and it was almost full of people to watch about Jesus. I was excited. I noticed this long stream of of uh, God movies coming out now. There it's is almost like it's it's cool to produce a movie. You know. Uh, there's a, there's a few of them out there. I just heard the radio on the way here that there's three of them out there right now that uh, that the, they have people going to and it, the DJ happened to say if they had that every week, three new movies like they'd have here, the the places would be full constantly. Well, they have Noah, and then there's another new one coming out. Uh, could be next year, Alone Yet Not Alone, which is about uh, during prior to the revolution in America. And uh, looks like it's uh, similar to the Last of the Mohicans type movie, okay. but it's about girls who are captured and uh, go through ordeals, but their trust in God never wanes. Mm. That is the voice of my brother-in-law, Rex Hughes, in case you were wondering. And uh, we want to welcome him to the show and thank him immensely for just sitting down at the drop of a hat 
Of course, like I said, I don't find this to be coincidence <laughs> whatsoever. But he was just kind of um, willing to pull up a chair and, and tell us his testimony. So welcome to the show, Rex. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're just going to let you have it, and then we'll kind of maybe ask questions along the way. And and um, But I just want to say um, uh, I, I don't know where I would be without this man uh, at, at, at the worst time in my life. Um, he would never leave my side. He'd go everywhere with me. And, uh, you know, I never could repay him for um, what my sister and, and he have has done for me and Aubrey. That's for sure. So thank you. Uh, you're welcome. It's uh, actually nothing compared to what's been done for me by the Lord. So uh, Fritz, actually, the first time I met him, uh, I held him in my arms. <laughs> I think he cried a little bit, but not too much. He was about one year old, and uh, and uh, Marsha and I were close to getting married. Uh, and hers, uh, her mother and uh, stepfather had come up to visit in Kentucky, so that was the first time I met Fritz. Uh, and he was long then, yeah. <laughs> and he's long now. He's six seven. In case yeah. anybody, you can't see him, but he's six foot seven. Right. He's tall. <laughs> Um, one thing that I think is necessary for me to say is that uh, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And that's been, golly, uh, I'm coming tonight unprepared, so I apologize. It's around 30 years, 30, 35 years that I've been a Christian now. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, uh, and I think I need to delve into that a little bit, uh, I was a totally different person. Um so when I was a child, uh, my parents divorced. Um, so try and get the key elements. My earliest memories are at my grandparents' home. And uh, they kept me for about three years, three or four years, um, staying with them. Uh, loving, but uh, very, um, very strict. Uh, my grandfather's father killed my grandmother's father because they were feuding. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was that type of family. Uh, my grandmother walked in on my grandfather one time, and uh, he was at the window kneeling down with a rifle to shoot someone. She had a frying pan in her hand and hit him on the head, so <laughs> prevented the murder. <laughs> Everywhere my grandfather went, uh, he had a uh, rifle beside him and a pistol on the door. And uh, he was, he was his father was considered mean and uh, actually was murdered in prison, uh, set up by the authorities because he was so mean. Um, and my grandmother, and this this is not bragging, but it's so you understand, my grandmother thought I was the meanest person she had ever met, and she was married to my grandfather, so you can imagine what I was like. I grew up with hatred. I hated everyone everything uh, a vicious hatred and i enjoyed hurting people uh i had a fight every day of my life uh if nobody fight me i'd make them you know um and it was just a a vicious hatred that was there uh as i grew up uh i thought i was improving as a person uh but that was from a, a worldly point of view um i was still mean still wanted to fight all the time uh, in fact, 
Marcia, uh, my wife, and uh, for those of you who follow this uh, podcast, Marcia was uh, one of the early ones, uh, gave her testimony under Jesus Loves Me. Uh, but actually, it was more of a question because at the time it was Jesus Loves Me. <laughs> um, but our son was one year old um had been to my father's funeral and uh a truck had cut off a cab almost hit us when we were on the way back home so i parked the car in the middle of the interstate grabbed the knife i always had in the car and took off running down the interstate to kill the uh, truck driver <laughs> so that, okay. that was part of what marcia was experienced you know exposed to as well so to fast forward from that, so that again, that's not bragging, but so you understand, there was a, a real meanness there, a, a viciousness, um, and so Marcia became a Christian uh, before I did, and um, that was through, uh, as I believe she gave it in her testimony, through uh, the experiences she had with, uh, you know, we were going for a divorce back together and uh, then separated again. Uh, then she was back in love with me. Um, she got pregnant and she was not supposed to be able to get pregnant. The doctors told her it was not possible. She had had an ectopic pregnancy and uh, one tube was uh, gone and on the other side she had a cyst on her ovary. So the doctor had said it was not possible to get pregnant. Well, she had become a Christian, been praying and the next thing you know, she was pregnant. God uh, works that way, does Right. And uh, so and her love for me was because of Jesus at that time. It was growing stronger and stronger because of her love for him. And she was getting help from other women on how to manage life with me around. <laughs> for those of you. <laughs> right. For those of uh, anyone listening going through that, uh, uh, this may be important for you, too. What she began to do was, when I would try to argue with her, I was basically an agnostic, uh, leaning towards atheist, but not convinced either way. Uh, I saw no evidence, and I was the type of person I had to have physical evidence uh, in order to buy anything. And so God, to me, is as I said earlier about my grandfather, my grandfather was a deacon in the church. He also was a member of the KKK. Um, so my upbringing was that that's what the church was. These type people on Sunday, good. Through the week, they were a different type of person. And uh, so my view of church and church people was not, uh, was reinforced on the vicious side. <laughs> you know, it was, I had a reason not to, to like them. Um, so my wife, what the advice that she got was to not argue with me if I tried to, I would try and trip her up with Bible verses and, you know, well, if God loves you, then, you know, why do babies die? You know, all the general stuff. And uh, what they had talked to her about was to tell me every time that I wanted to argue like that, you know, here's a, either a verse in the Bible or go ask God. I don't know. You know, you go ask him. And which frustrated me a little bit, but actually I began to do that some, you know, I began to talk to the ceiling. So, you know, if you're real, here's your shot, you know, you can, you can prove it to me because I can't buy it uh, on faith. I can't, uh, 
do any of that. I've got to physically see it. And uh, the part that's really nice is he loves me. He loved me enough to meet me where I was. Mm -hmm. Doesn't do that for everybody. Everybody's in a different spot. My spot, uh, he, he met me with the, the physical response. So again, to try and keep it condensed, um, our daughter got sick, uh, very sick, fever and throwing up, laying down. She was uh, couldn't keep her eyes open, and so Marcia ran to uh, go to the pharmacy to try and get something to help her with. When Marcia walked out, just out of the clear blue, it hit me. You know, here's your chance to prove whether or not you're real. She's laying there. If you're God, you can you can make her well. And uh, immediately, she sat up. Sorry. Sorry. She sat up and uh, asked me if she could have something to eat, hopped up and started playing. <laughs> I danced around. My hair stood on end. I mean, I was, I was just, you know, hard to describe in words, but I mean, the it was more than goosebumps. My goosebumps had goosebumps, you know. The goddamn. Right. But 15 minutes later, I convinced myself it was coincidence. Right. And, you know, it just, it just happened that way, you know. The next day, the air conditioning went out. And, and so I'm cussing and everything about the air conditioning because it was hot, you know. And uh, it hit me again, just kind of out of the blue. All right, here's your shot. Uh, yesterday you did that. You know, I, I think it was coincidence, but now I'm not sure. If you turn the air conditioning on, uh, I mean, there's no way that's going to happen by coincidence. I, I'm going to, I'm going to think that you know something's there. The moment I finished saying those words, the air turned on and it was cold. And I, I mean, I was almost doing flips. <laughs> Again, my hair standing on end. I mean, he was answering that way with me. Now, I don't know if it's spiritual or, or physical or what, uh, but I can't remember the third thing. But there was a third miracle that happened. And I, he's blocked it out of my mind for some reason. I don't know why. But it was the same type of thing where it mm -hmm. just physically didn't make sense unless it was coincidence three coincidences in a row i do remember i said to him that's it from this point forward i'm not buying coincidence you're there and i'm trusting you in faith which is the thing i said i couldn't do and actually the last 30 some years it's what's faith is what has grown stronger and stronger in me and it hasn't been even though there's been tremendous number of physical things and and uh spiritual things it's really been the faith that has grown stronger with him and seeing him uh, in his actions with uh, others and with myself and all. Uh, so coming through that, uh, I became a religious fanatic because <laughs> didn't one believe any the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was one extreme, the other extreme. And my wife used to say uh, uh, I was so heavenly minded I was no earthly good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I got so bad. I bought the big wooden cross that was on my chest. You know, I had to hang it on a chain. I had to go to work, and uh, they set me off in my own room, I think, to get rid of me. But I had to turn up the Christian music uh, real loud so that I would know they would hear it. And I would have the Bible with me all the time. I mean, I was, I was uh, really uh, religious. <laughs> <laughs> which is what we're not supposed to be. It's not about religion. 
uh, religion, in my view, uh, the enemy uses. So, uh, and I hope I hope you understand what I mean by that. Uh, the uh, the the change in me uh, was, I mean, it was full and complete. Uh, there was no turning back uh, after that, or uh, doubts after that, doubts about prayers or knowing you know what to do stuff like that but in terms of my faith in uh, the Lord Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit uh, there was no doubts in that uh, so my wife and I began going to church Good News Fellowship in uh, Fort Lauderdale um, and the leader there was Derek Prince they had Bob Mumford uh, uh, about five or six uh pastors who were known worldwide and we got a tremendous amount of teaching there and learning uh, so it was a, a great area to grow in there were uh, challenges there as well and uh, I got to see how uh, you know the importance of maintaining our relationship with the Lord and everything we do and, and in terms of our understanding making sure we're checking with him and not allowing our, our uh, personal desires to to get involved, so I be I saw some of that in some leadership positions, and uh, so th- what that does is that triggered back to my earlier days, my grandfather being a leader in the church, and uh, so the trust of others was still a difficult item sometimes, and and trust was always an issue with me anyway because of being alone and. Uh, in the childhood, I didn't trust anyone. That was part of the hate and the the anger. So that part, uh, you know, was still hanging in there behind the scenes sometimes, and would come out. Um, but through that, uh, I guess uh, I trust that uh, you know, pray about what you hear. Uh, through that, also the spiritual realm, uh, I discovered that there was uh, that. There was not only God, there was an enemy there. I uh, got into error thinking about uh, Judas and uh, beginning to ask God, you know, why did you allow that to happen to Judas? That wasn't fair, you know, he's just a man and and did he have a choice? And, you know, I began to ask questions that I, that I was not asking the right way. And I believe what I did is I opened the door and we went into the the movie mode, uh, just like the movies. I mean, it was bad stuff. And uh, my wife uh, was standing in front of her mom and her grandmother. And the next thing you know, she was flat on the floor. Somebody had hit her in the shoulders and knocked her down. And her mother and grandmother standing there watching it. And they said something, something just knocked you down. Had the growling had the noises I mean it was everything people would walk in and it was like they put their hand in the door and it was like almost like a liquid I mean a heavier feel and uh, so that was an experience that when it was over what I discovered was I learned not to have fear I didn't have to fear the enemy there's a right kind of fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's no other fear permitted. And so even though I went through that, I think it was for good. 
everything we go through is for good. And that was for good because I was able to help other people that went through things uh, and and have no fear in doing it. Um, doesn't mean I go out challenging the enemy all the time, uh, but I don't fear him either. Uh, so we grew in through those things. Uh, uh, we moved a couple times, uh, and what I began to see was God's hand in my life and my career, you know, not just personal life at home, but on the job and everywhere. And I began to have favor, uh, just favor I didn't deserve. Um, so as an example, I, I was getting promoted. Uh, I started out as a uh, telephone repairman and uh, the next thing I know, I was uh, given the title of an engineer, no college, <laughs> no college, next to uh, people who, you know, were actual engineers, mm -hmm. uh, moved in a special services group, uh, and again, to keep it short, uh, was offered a promotion to our headquarters in Atlanta, the same time offered a promotion to the headquarters in uh, New Jersey for AT&T. So I was working for Southern Bell at the time, which was part of the Bell system. Uh, prayed about it and uh, decided that what God was bringing me to was the AT&T. Arrived there out of nothing that I was doing, was put in charge of a task force. This task force uh, ended up reshaping uh, AT&T. And uh, I ended up from that uh, as part of their secular reward was to give me a promotion so uh, I was promoted there uh, I remember one of the secretaries uh, asked me a question where I went to college mm -hmm. and I said well I didn't go to college and she looked at me and she said secretaries here have to go to college what do you mean you didn't go to college <laughs> so again not bragging on it it's God's hand was oh, on absolutely. my life and he was bringing me up through things where I impacted at minimum thousands of lives and uh, throughout my career which was 31 years with uh, uh, that group uh, even through uh, layoffs and everything I never once had to let anyone go I was always adding people <laughs> um, and then I uh, we again I'm didn't prepare, so I'm trying to decide what to skip and what to include. I know that my nephew and I were not happy about his newfound spirituality because he seemed to, um, as kids, we spent a lot of time with them. I mean, they practically raised me, and then uh, Rex Jr., you know, was in the house at the same time. And we couldn't get away with nothing. <laughs> I mean, he used to have this spiritual gift of discernment, and he'd give us that look like, you might as well tell me. I know you did it. <laughs> my son one time decided he wanted to go uh, with my wife and I. We were going somewhere, and, and we said, no, you have to stay in school. But he decided he wasn't staying in school, and he left school. We decided that we were going to come and take him out of school because we really felt bad. You know, they couldn't go, and so I prayed about it, and, and so went to school and he wasn't there <laughs> now where is he because he wasn't home wherever he went i prayed about it and started driving and drove to where he was 
Now, that's how God was working in my life at that time. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, I would dance around and thank him and all, but that's how strong uh, his presence was uh, when my heart was right, which is the key for mm-hmm. each and every one of us Absolutely. and for every, right. every person listening. It's your heart being right. Your heart being right in those times alone when nobody's watching, nobody's looking and listening. It's just you and the Lord. And your decisions during those times are key to your health in Him. So it's not what you do or say in church, not what you do or say in other, in front of other people, not what you do and say in front of the mirror. It's what you do and say in terms of those those times where you think nobody's watching or listening, or or understanding what you're going through. So it's where your heart is, and that's the absolute key to to growing in him and, and being safe in him. So uh, as Fritz said, uh, there was an aspect of uh, them not being able to get away with stuff. So uh, I st- was much kinder than I used to be, but I still sometimes was strict uh, with them. Loved, uh, loved my son very much. Um, so you had two, you said that she couldn't have children, you ended up with two children? Well, our son we had prior to that, oh, and then okay. after the, the problems Marcia had, then we had our daughter, Jennifer. Oh, okay. uh, so it was Rex Jr. and then Jennifer. And, uh, and the, for perhaps another time, there were other uh, extreme difficulties that occurred during that period to Marcia and uh, you know, to us. But it was really neat how God worked in our lives from that point on. So at work, uh, I was, I was, uh, got to be careful. I was helping vice presidents to do things, <laughs> so making some decisions, uh, which they would then implement. Uh, so God's hand on my life, in fact, one of our vice presidents, uh, God told me I, I had to work for him. Uh, he was Jewish, and uh, you know I had a love for the Jews after becoming a Christian. And uh, you know I think tells you that the Holy Spirit's the only one that can have you love Jews. <laughs> yeah, I love the Jews still, and uh, and he was Jewish. I was there to serve him, and God put me there to serve him. I think he had plans for his life. Uh, in fact, he and his mother had uh, fled the Nazis. Uh, uh, he had relatives who had been killed by the Nazis in, in the uh, concentration camps. So he had quite an experience also. He used to ask me if I was an angel. I said, no. <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> uh, so we had, uh, you know, Life continued, uh, and so it's just all the neat things that began to, or that continued to happen uh, with my wife and I praying. The The challenge is that sometimes you begin to take things for granted, and that includes the Lord. So the, the challenge I would place out there for each one of us, and myself continually, uh, is not to take Him for granted, not to take... Uh, his works in your life for granted. You've got to stay fresh with him all the time. Keep your heart right with him all the time. 
Uh, it's easy sometimes to, to slip into a, a, either a routine or an assumption that uh, everything's okay. Everything's not okay because our best is as filthy rags. We have to do more than we think we can do. We have to love him with all our heart and love him through our actions. Um, so it's critical to, to not slip into that uh, comfort zone. Right, the comfort zone, uh, which is easy to do sometimes. Okay. What do you think, Fritz? I think that was amazing. And, and the fact that he didn't prepare, he just did that off the top of his head. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really just appreciate that. I, I Absolutely. Most of that story, um, and and I know some of the parts that he skipped, but maybe we can have him back um, when he can elaborate on some of those things. But I know that that he said something tonight that someone's needed to hear mm-hmm. beyond Amen. a shadow of a doubt. And like I said, there, there's nothing that surprises me around here at God Stories Radio and the fact that he came to the door and was willing to sit down and, and tell that portion of the story. I know it, it touched someone out there. I, I know no, it touched I'm, I'm me, sure it and did. I've heard the story uh, before. Uh, encouraged me, some of the things he said, absolutely. Amen. And, you know, if you've um, been through something like that or you can you can bear witness with Rex and you have any questions for him, I'm sure he'd be uh, willing to talk with you offline. Or if you want to drop us a line at God Stories Radio at Gmail or the blog or send in a prayer request, we can get that information to Rex. And, um, they can tweet us. They can tweet us Follow at us Twitter. Facebook. And uh, please like us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Radio. And we want to hear from you. Yes, we do. You have a testimony. We'd love to have it and put it on the air. That's right. What do you think, Trish? They can type it up and send it in an email and we'll read it if they don't want to. They could do it over the phone. We have so many ways to get your testimony on that. We can do that. Mm-hmm. We can do that. You can call in uh, to the show now and give a testimony over Skype or over the telephone lines. and or email. We'll make it happen. You can read, Fritz, right? I can read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Rex, again for coming on the show and uh, such short notice and dropping off my mail and... You just thought you were dropping off mail. Yeah, I did. And, uh, this was all set up. Yeah, it was. And I love you, and Jesus loves you too, to each and every one of you out there. Amen. 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 Well, that we appreciate you spending 45 minutes of your time with us, and that wraps it up for session 32. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God, God bless. bless.